You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, and we are off and running on this Friday, September 11th. Good morning. Welcome in. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Another jam-packed show lined up for this uh, Friday edition. Bunch of stuff from yesterday that I said I was going to get to and uh, never did. That always happens. Uh, I, uh, I'm really, uh, really bad at that. But uh, we'll get to them today. Plus, a couple of new things today. And uh, I probably won't get to them today. So I'll be on on Saturday, too. So uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get to them then. Well, of course, today, let's start it off with, uh, obviously, today is September 11th, a date uh, that uh, will forever have an impact on us for as long as we all shall live. You, immediately, as soon as you hear that date, September 11th, it takes you back to that day, 19 years ago, the attacks and uh, how much our lives have changed since then, remembering where you were, what you went through. And, you know, my son uh, has uh, he had to interview someone about the attacks, right? That's one of his school projects. And you know what we were talking about? And what stands out now to me is how we all went through a range of emotions back then, right? And it feels like we, but we went through the same emotions and it was horrible and it was all, it was awful and all that stuff. But on the other side of it, it did feel like it brought us together. And what, I don't know what it says that there, I don't really feel like there's anything anymore that really can bring us together anymore. Everything is so splintered and divided. And, you know, I don't know what that says about uh, where we go from here, but whatever it says, it's not good. It's not good, but of course, uh, obviously, it's a day that uh, is a somber day for everyone, and um, you know, for those who who lost and who were impacted by that date, uh, obviously, you're all in our thoughts today. But um, as they say, on with the show. All right, so I like to do three headlines right in the first segment. So with that in mind, let's get to the headlines of the day and the three big headlines. Well, let's start with the first one. That's usually where you start, and the first one. Look, sometimes you, you see things and you notice things that other people don't notice. And this might come as maybe a surprise, maybe a shock to some. But I'm going to go out on a limb right now on this show at, what, 5.02 on September 11th, 2020, and say the Kansas City Chiefs are still really good. I know. Look. I'm about hot takes. I'm about, you know, I can have some hot takes every once in a while. And uh, I think my first headline for the day is the Chiefs still are really good. They are the defending Super Bowl champions. And it seems like they picked up right where they left off. You know, if the NFL, going into week one, one of the big questions is no preseason games, uh, training camps like we've never seen before. And at least for one night, you know, less fans in the stands, obviously, that looked like an NFL game. Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs offense, uh, you know, did what the Chiefs offense does. And the officials took way too long to overturn that first touchdown, which wasn't a touchdown. I'm sitting on my couch. I'm saying they showed it one time from the right. They showed a couple of bad angles first, but then they finally showed the right angle. And you can see the ball is clearly out. And they go to commercial. They come back from the commercial. And they're still at the booth. What are you? What? Maybe they should have the referees work from home. Maybe they should be, uh, you know. It would seem easier if I can. Maybe I should be the referee. Is that what it should be? 
I don't know. But, uh, you know, look, barring injury, I know a lot of people are going to have hot takes. Everybody overreacts to week one of the NFL season. Uh, I'm sure people will be predicting the Chiefs will go 16-0 today. Barring injury, it's really hard to see that many teams, though, that can simply keep up with Kansas City, right? Like, run down the teams in your mind that you think could score with Kansas City. Ravens would have to be on that list. Saints would be on that list, I think. Uh, Bucks maybe on that list. Falcons, maybe the Cowboys. Well, the first three, I think, all play Kansas City this year. I think maybe the Falcons do, too. So, at least... That, uh, I think, is a sign, you know, they're not going to go 16-0. And I'm sure people will be predicting that because everybody overreacts to week one. And as I said, uh, not really going out on the limb to say that the Chiefs are still really, really good. But, you know, it's funny. If the NFL played a playoff series, right? Like if you got to the playoffs in the NFL and they were like the other leagues where you play a best of seven or a best of five, uh, I think the Chiefs would absolutely 100% win again. The fact that it's one game at least leaves open the possibility as well as the possibility of injury. And one other thing before we uh, get too deep into the show. Before the game last night, right, the uh, players locked arms as a sign of unity. Not some big political statement, not a protest saying we support equality. I didn't really think that that was a controversial stand. And I don't know, maybe it was the fact that there were only, what, 18,000 people in the stands? But as the the players stood locking arms, an overwhel- unless the, the sound guy pumping in the fake crowd noise hit the wrong button, it, it was overwhelming booze. It, I mean, the stupidity. Again, not a political statement, not a protest. And what's funny to me is because it'll come up every once in a while. And what do we have yesterday is the poll question. It was something NFL related. And um, every once in a while you'll get, you know, I don't have that many followers on Twitter, so I don't get it as much as other people. But you will, you will get people from time to time, and especially last night on Twitter it was, it was something, who will say, you know what, I'm not watching the NFL. It's too much politics. There's too much politics in sports nowadays. There's way, it's way too political. Well, look, the world, I think, is uh, too political now because everybody has to have their opinion and everything else. But, you know, it's funny to me that the people who will always tell you that there's way too much politics in sports, if you – and I don't even know if they're actual people. They, you know, they might be uh, Russian bots at this point. But if you ever click on Jimmy75321BZ's profile, you look at their Twitter feed, it's nothing but politics. <laughs> So apparently politics has its place only on Jimmy's feed. And speaking of stupidity, and and I guess the NFL related, Skip Bayless and his comments about Dak Prescott, and I'm not going to spend a good portion of the show on that, but I did think it bears mentioning because it, it's something that has uh, polarized a lot of people. Was it? Is it polarizing? No, I don't think it's polarized. That's the wrong word. But uh, I'm sure by now you saw that Skip Bayless uh, basically questioned Dak Prescott's ability to be a team leader after he spoke publicly about his battle with depression in the wake of his brother's death. His, his brother uh, died back in April. Uh, it's been reported of an apparent suicide. Well, I, first off, I'd like to congratulate Skip Bayless 
because what did I open the show with saying about it's very hard to find anything anymore that brings us all together. There's very few uh, examples of that anymore. So congrats to Skip Bayless on finding a way to bring us all together in our hatred for Skip Bayless. Uh, The good news is I don't even think that Skip Bayless actually believes what he said. We all know by, or I think we all know by now, his opinions are based on just simply getting a reaction. And that's what he does. And while we can all get pissed off about it, he's been paid quite handsomely for it. So, you know, he has over 2 million followers. So I guess there's somebody out there that cares about whatever ridiculous, silly, dopey thing he can come up with. But, you know, the difference is, I think, is that there are garbage, dopey opinions, and then there are dangerous ones. And the one that he had yesterday about Dak Prescott and uh, opening up about his battle with depression after his brother died, uh, that's, a, that's a dangerous one. And for him to come up with any opinion at this point, think about what he did, how dumb it is. He came up with an opinion at this point is dumber than anything he has said before. That is really hard to do. Like the headline is Skip Bayless says something dumb. And of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Why, how does that, you know what level you have to go to dumb at this point for a guy we all realize, well, I shouldn't say all, but most of us realize is just saying anything he can to get a reaction. So I'd like to congratulate again Skip Bayless on finding a way to bring us all together and bring us all together in our hatred for Skip Bayless. All right, so the second headline, that's the first headline of the day. For the second headline, this is big too. Second day in a row, the New York Yankees did not lose a game. Yes! The Yankees are back! How do you start winning games? Well, first you have to stop losing games. And they won the day before. They didn't lose yesterday. Who can stop them? They're the Yankees. So doubleheader today uh, against the Orioles, who um, are one of the teams that the Yankees are, (laughs) a strange 2020, one of the teams that the Yankees are competing against. And uh, it seems like uh, they will be uh, having a whole lot of baseball here in the next next couple of days. A couple of things. The doubleheader thing, it seems like there's a – out of all the rule changes this year, it seems like the double, the seven-inning doubleheaders, I think that that one's been the uh, most positively reviewed. Like, if you were to ask, I think, most fans, and we're not going to do this today on the poll question because it's Friday, and I like Friday poll questions to be a little something dopey and goofy. But if you ask most fans out of all the rule changes that they've had this year that you would want to keep moving forward, I think that that might be the the most positively reviewed one, the one that most fans would go to. I don't think it would be the runner on second base. Uh, maybe the DH in the National League. I mean, that just one that one just makes sense. But I'm I'm, I'm actually surprised by the amount of people who like the seven inning uh, doubleheader. The old time fans who uh, it's hard to get them on board with anything different, and because uh, they love doubleheaders because. I, I got stuff to do. I, I can't uh, – two two games in one day is just too much for me. But a lot of the uh, traditional fans, the diehard fans from back in the day, love doubleheaders. So anything they can do to get doubleheaders back, they love. And uh, for, I guess, the younger fans, a shorter game uh, might appeal to them a little bit more than, you know, a long nine-inning game, two nine-inning games. Again, I got plants that need watering. I mean, I don't have time to sit around all day and, 
and uh, watch two games. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, one other thing about the Yankee struggles that I've heard, and this is one of the things that I wanted to bring up yesterday and didn't get a chance, is with the Yankee struggles being so pronounced this year, I've heard a lot of, well, if George was still alive. If George was still alive, the Yan- if George were running the Yankees like back in the day, the Yankees would not be in this position. And to the people that say that, I would, I, I would say, yes, you are right. And you are right because their position would almost certainly be much, much worse. With all due respect to George and his legacy and all the things that he did with the, as being Yankee owner, George was an unhinged lunatic who single-handedly helped run the Yankees into the ground. Yes, he had immediate success when he bought the team, and he had uh, success later on when there were actually people, smart people running the team. Uh, But when he did not have success, he showed zero patience, selling off the future time and timing it, making one knee-jerk reaction after another. So now, what, 11 years since the title, I can't imagine what uh, the changes that would have taken. I mean, the amount of guys who would have been shipped out of here and fired and, 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 and let go and this thing and that thing. I, I guess people just have short memories and they don't remember. They only remember the highs. They don't remember the lows. But when George was running the yet, I mean, every year, firing managers, firing GM, pitching coaches, hitting coaches, trading for win-now guys who were past their prime, if they ever had a prime, trading away prospects who would go on to be stars. I mean, in my lifetime, 40 years, it's not the longest, but 40 years watching the Yankees, the three single worst trades in my time were all obviously spearheaded by George. You know, Fred McGriff, Willie McGee, Jay Buhner for Ken Phelps. You know, George in the 90s when the when the front office was in charge with the, you know, the addition of George's money. Yeah, that's great. But the people were saying, well, if George was still alive, that's not the George you're talking. You're not talking about the late 90s, George. You want angry George. You want fly off the handle, George. Trust me, if you were alive back then, you would not want that uh, George again. Uh, so that's the second headline. Third headline, Kevin Durant apparently still, still does not want to play for the Knicks. Uh, Kevin Durant said on the latest episode of the uh, Old Man and the Three podcast, that's by uh, J.J. Reddick, he said he never planned on going to the Knicks. Quote, I didn't want to be the savior of the Knicks or New York. I didn't care about being the king of New York. That never really moved me. I didn't care about being on Broadway. I just wanted to play ball and go to the crib and chill. That's what Brooklyn embodied. Uh, so, look, he I don't understand exactly why he's still being asked about this. Uh, it's clear that the the reaction to Kevin Durant signing with the Nets was like 10% him signing with the Nets and 90% of him not signing with the Knicks. But good for him for being honest. And he absolutely would have been viewed as the savior of the Knicks. And it's it's important to keep in mind that the Knicks are not some you know, regular old mediocre team, they are much, much worse. And uh, it's not really that surprising in hindsight. I thought at the time because of all the the talk was that he was going there. But it does not really seem uh, in hindsight to be all that shocking, mainly because the decision for him not to sign with the Knicks is really kind of on brand for a guy who, again, took the easiest path to a championship anyone ever has and probably ever will. 
So good for Kevin Durant for being honest and, and being out front. I am still kind of surprised that he's still being asked about the Knicks, considering we played an entire season, or at least the Knicks have, an entire season, and he didn't go there, and it's been uh, picked to death. Our poll question for today. You know, Fridays I like to have a little bit of fun, right? Maybe not sports-related. And today's poll question is not uh, sports-related. It is uh, social media-related. I spend way too much time on uh, social media. You know what? Uh, my daughter recently got a phone. So now she's into that game. And it's, it's been a, a terrible, terrible mistake. Especially since the kids never leave the house. Why did, she, why, why did we do this? <laughs> well, I guess it was to contact her friends or whatever. Okay, but... Recently, I've been I've been focusing on how much time she spends on the phone, and that shortly becomes uh, how much time I'm spending on my phone, which is way longer than I thought. So the poll question for today is you have power. You, I am granting you the power as Michael K. Show trivia champion Gordon Damer, as well as Stump Rothenberg living legend Gordon Damer, now effective up to 87% accuracy. I am granting you, yes, you the power to wipe out one social media platform forever. It is banished. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Gordon, how does the trivia stuff, Mac? It doesn't. Don't worry about it. It's just you don't need to know that. But I'm giving you the power to wipe out one social media platform forever. So which one do you wipe out? And I went with four. Obviously, you could probably go with more than four, but the four that uh, that are, I think, the most prominent: A, Facebook, right? B, Twitter. No more poll questions. If you go Twitter, maybe that's what people want. C, Instagram, and D, TikTok. I went t- TikTok. My daughter is obviously a huge. Oh my God, the kids—they love the TikTok. So that's the poll question. It's up on Twitter at Gordon Damer. Well, obviously, I think the first one you can. Uh, remove from the conversation is Instagram. Instagram's just pictures of people you follow. It's not really uh, anything that's uh, heated or de- you know debatable. Now, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, maybe uh, you can go with those three. I would also, and this is probably going to be a shock because this one you would not think would be something that's in my wheelhouse, but TikTok is fantastic. TikTok, well, I shouldn't say fantastic. There are several people on TikTok that are fantastic. Uh, and they're not all young kids. And I was uh, skeptical, but I had to download it because my daughter's on it. So I got to make sure, you know, let's see what she's seeing. Uh, TikTok is a lot of creative people. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of non-creative people on there who are just, uh, you know, just doing all the same. They're basically ripping off everyone else's material and just doing it themselves. And I don't understand how that's kind of uh, not uh, frowned upon. That's the world that we live in. So I would remove TikTok because I love TikTok. And now I, f- I find myself on that much more than the other ones. And I, I end up learning some stuff. Now, I don't know whether or not that stuff is true, but I learn it all the same. And uh, at this point, that's uh, all I'm looking for is just to be able to learn a couple of things. So I'm sure TikTok is probably going to – TikTok gets a bad rap because it's all focused on young kids. So people are, oh, I don't like that TikTok. But I, I love TikTok. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so then it becomes Twitter or Facebook. I will say this. I am not. I, I, I think I still have a Facebook profile, but I've not been on there for quite some time. And uh, when I go on there, it's like a dystopia. I don't know. It's like uh, it's like uh, Biff's world in uh, Back to the Future, like when Biff gets the sports almanac. It's a very, very strange. If you would have told me 
10 years ago uh, or whenever I joined Facebook that this is what it would be eventually. I mean, the the amount of misinformation on Facebook on every single topic. I love how Facebook talks about from time to time about how they are going to uh, shut down any misinformation that is being spread on this platform. If you did, the only way you would be able to do that is just to shut down the whole platform. The amount of things that are lies on Facebook. Facebook has changed its format and is now taking your pictures. I am putting this up as my uh, my. Um, what is? Don't it, get uh, me started on that, Gordon. Don't, yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I know it, exactly it, who you're talking about. All you have to do is Google it. What do you call it when you your status update? I'm using this as my status update, which will remove Facebook <laughs> from having the the uh, permission to use my photo. That's not true. That's never been true. All you have to do, just Google it. Just Google it. That all the answers to the world, pretty much, are on Google. It exists. Just use Google. So I would say Facebook if it were me. But it's a little Friday silliness. I don't. I don't want to think too hard on a Friday. So there you go. And you don't want to either, right? So there you go. That's the poll question for today. Please vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. At Gordon Damer. Every, every, uh, I don't do it very often. I don't go on Facebook anymore. I've removed, and what you have to do is you got to remove the app from your phone. You can't just leave it there because you just, you just get bored and you just click on it just to see what's going on. And then you go in there and the, the room's on fire. So uh, I would say Facebook, but you know, you can have your own opinions. All right. So it is the Gordon Damer show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Of course, the number you know, I don't think I even mentioned that in the first segment. Bad job by me. 1 800 919 ESPN, 1 800 919 3776. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, two of the four, at Gordon Damer. Uh, but let's, uh, before we get into the playoff games uh, last night, another thing that I meant to mention yesterday and did not because I get uh, distracted very, very easily. I've seen a lot of articles about the hiring of Steve Nash, and I love Mike Vaccaro in the post, but he had a variation of it, so I will, uh, I will you know, tab that as my example of this. And they always kind of go around, and his was something along the lines of Steve Nash has heard what people are saying. And the implication is, is that people are saying he got his job because of white privilege. Can we just point out, people are not saying that. One person said that. That person would be Stephen A. Smith. And I think at the time when it was said a week ago or so, most people, the overwhelming majority, because I did not see anyone else agree with Stephen A. Smith. I'm sure there are somebody, but nobody that I noticed agreed. People in the NBA, people outside the NBA, because even at its most basic inspection, you can tell that 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 statement that Steve Nash got his job because of white privilege does not carry any weight. Right. Plenty of black head coaches who were never assistants got it. And and what Steve Nash got, if anything, is star privilege. Right. Two time MVP, Hall of Fame players who want a coaching job, get those coaching jobs almost certainly before solid NBA players or non NBA players who are forced to work their way up to get an opportunity. So uh, I would just simply say, stop saying that. Well, you know, this is people are saying the talk is no. That's not the talk. Overwhelming majority of people. We can't. We have to stop like making it out like when one person says something, it's the opinion of a lot of people because it's not. All right. So uh, that's the one thing that I, I definitely wanted to mention uh, before. 
I did not get a chance to mention it yesterday. But um, what else did I, oh, oh, yeah, the NBA playoff games. That's what I, I'm already getting distracted. Um, last night, Lakers go on and get a win against the Rockets. So now up 3-1 in that series. LeBron, another big game. And um, it's pretty clear at this point. Like, what are the list of teams that can beat the Lakers? It's a pretty short list, right? Is it, is it just the Clippers? Are people thinking that the Heat can beat the, the Lakers? Because I, I don't see that being a real possibility. At this point, the t- if you are, and I was, I, I never want to see the Lakers win. I really never want to see the Celtics win either. Uh, so Because they've just had so much success. I don't need any more of their success. But if you were on uh, anybody but the Lakers, it's a, that list is becoming shorter and shorter. So really, at this point, it seems like it's only the Clippers that can take down the Lakers. And I'm not even uh, convinced of that right now, because now the Lakers leading the Rockets. And I never really thought that the Rockets, even after Game 1, were going to pose much of a challenge. And last night, 110 to 100. So uh, what did LeBron finish with last night? Actually, he did not have a huge game last night. I thought he did. Oh, it was uh, almost a triple-double. 16 points, 15 rebounds, 9 assists. Uh, Anthony Davis uh, led with uh, 29 and 12. So Lakers are you know on their way. And uh, it's just a matter now. Uh, I think the Western Conference Finals is kind of like the NBA Finals. Because if the Clippers don't take down the Lakers, I think the Lakers are going to win another title and LeBron's going to win another title. one 800 espn one 800 Coming up, let's get your phone calls involved at one 800 espn The NFL is out there for you. The Yankees, a second day in a row without a loss. What a job. What a turnaround. And we'll see if they can get a couple of wins against the Orioles. And, and think about how much better you will feel if they are able to go and, and beat the Orioles and hold down that Orioles offense. That's the way the Orioles are doing it. I mean, you take a look up and down their lineup. They have guys who, mo- I mean, coming into the season, I'll be honest, I don't think that I've heard of, of most of them. But they are a team that has been able to uh, score a bunch of runs and that has overcome their other issues. So we'll see if the Yankees can get a couple of wins tonight and uh, kind of secure themselves in terms of the playoff. <laughs> Driven. Left center field. Nobody's going to get it. And that's the ball game as LaStella rounds third and heads home. And Ramon Laureano against his former team walks it off. And the A's have taken three of the first four games from the Astros. Oh, talk about bringing people together. That's my thing. And if you're not brought together by the failures of the Houston Astros, by the suffering of the Houston Astros. Well, I, I, I guess you're just a bad person. I really don't think that there's any way other to look at it. And last night, the Astros lost again to the Oakland A's. And not that it's likely to happen, because the Astros have the benefit of playing in the AL West, where there's really only two good teams. But wouldn't it be just delicious if somehow they were to miss the playoffs this year. And it sounds ridiculous, right? After all, it's only the Yankees that are struggling. I've heard so much about the Yankees' struggles. I haven't heard anything about the Astros' struggles. And while it was bad that the Yankees, you know, they, they fell back to 500, and hopefully now they've, they've hit rock bottom and it's onward and upward. But the Astros are now below 500, 22 and 23 on the season. And... um not uh, not a good sign there. Not a good sign. A lot of guys struggling in this. Sh- Maybe it's the shortened season. Maybe it's the the new rules. Maybe it's the fact they got no trash cans. I, I mean, I guess it's a possibility, right? 
It's at least a possibility. So uh, the Astros lose to the A's. The A's now 27-15 and 15 on the year. The Astros 22-23. and 23. So if you're a baseball fan and a non-Astros fan, and again, if you're not an Astros fan, I think you want them to, to fail as much as possible, you really should be uh, rooting for the Mariners. You, you, need a, you need another team in that AL West to kind of to pick things up. And the Mariners are now just two games behind the Astros. Now, the Mariners are still under 500, 19 and 24. But look, a little hot streak. One little hot week out of the Mariners. And uh, again, the Mariners' uh, playoff odds are only at 4%. Maybe the Angels. Could, could Mike Trout ever get the Angels pointed? I mean, every offseason we're talking about the Angels getting pointed in the right direction. And uh, it doesn't happen. They're 18 and 20. Even in a 60-game season, the, the Angels still stink. All right, so it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, in case you're just getting up, just getting rolling on this uh, September 11th. Last night, the NFL was back. Kansas City Chiefs take care of the Houston Texans. And it's crazy, you know, for a sports fan to feel normal again, I think that the NFL is a big part of that. And for all the talk going into last night, right, uh, the, the the weirdness of 2020, the fact that there were no preseason games, at least for one night. I'm sure this weekend I will be watching and I'll be screaming at this thing or that thing and that the play will be sloppy and that the refs will be making bad calls and this thing or that thing is just not like it should be. But at least for one night, the NFL made it seem like the world was kind of normal, right? The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. There weren't that many fans. There was 18,000 fans in the stands, but at least there were some fans in the stands. Um, the refs still made some, uh, took way too long to overturn some calls. Al Michaels was talking about gambling on the air. It made the world feel a little bit more normal again. So you had that as one of the big headlines. The Yankees uh, will have the uh, doubleheader against the Orioles today. And our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer about you have the power. I'm giving you the power as Michael K. Show trivia champion Gordon Damer. There you go. As well as Stump Rothenberg living legend Gordon Damer. Now effective up to 87% accuracy. Uh, I'm giving you the power to wipe out one social media platform forever. Now you might be wondering what the trivia has to do with the... It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. I'm giving you that power on this Friday. So which one disappears? And as I predicted, uh, TikTok... Leading the charge. Facebook, a distant second right now. But, of course, it's still early. The poll question runs throughout. Uh, Keisha, I almost said it. I almost went back to the old show. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. I think this is the last week that I could, I could excuse away referring still to the old show. But uh, there you go. So you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, which only 10% of people want to get rid of. And Instagram apparently is the favorite one. I can understand that. It's just pictures, pictures of dogs. It's weird. Whenever I go to like the search page on uh, Instagram, it's either 80s wrestlers, Breaking Bad memes, dogs, or food. And that uh, seems about right. Seems about right. All right. So, uh, did, oh, you know what? I did not uh, preview net picks and chill pick. I do have a new pick, and uh, it is one that I have not completed as of yet, but it is one that people have suggested in the past. It has now become available on Netflix, and I watched it, and you know what? I got to say, it's a nice little binge-worthy 
relaxing kind of show that you can just kind of sink into. Now, it is a little bit uh, servicing just nostalgia in some ways, but Cobra Kai is a series that was originally on YouTube, which uh, people even back then were telling me about. And I just said, you know, I just can't watch. YouTube is not about watching a TV show. It's about watching, you know, weird things and all that. So I didn't watch it on YouTube. But now Netflix has picked it up and uh, they have two seasons already in the can. I think those were both from from YouTube. And now a third season is expected in 2021. And uh, Cobra Kai, in case you don't know, is like the continuation of the Karate Kid movies. And it is told from the point of view of uh, Johnny. What's Johnny's last name? I can't remember. But Johnny is uh, the, the main character. And Ralph Macchio, Daniel Caruso, right? Caruso is, uh, is uh, also a main character. But it's kind of told from the point of view of what Johnny went through. Johnny and Lawrence? I got to be honest. What's that? Johnny Lawrence. That's it. Perfect. Uh, and that is, um, it's on Netflix. And they're... I don't know why, how you would describe it. It's not really a drama. It's not really a comedy, but it's entertaining. And if you were, you know, of a certain age and you remember the Karate Kid movies, uh, it's a, definitely a binge-worthy show because they're only half hours, so you kind of zip through them pretty quick. I think, even though I was only really able to watch for one day, I think I ripped through like six episodes. So uh, it is Cobra Kai, and it is on Netflix, and uh, that is our net picks and chill pick for this week. Also, if you've not already watched. Our previous selections of The Vow on HBO. Oh, my God. The Vow is so good. The Vow is, is, is outstanding. It's about that, um, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's a cult, I guess, uh, that uh, people got mixed up in. And you know what it does, the, 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 that documentary series, what it does better than any other that I've seen about cults. And uh, if it's cults or serial killers, I've I, I got to be honest, I have, uh, I'm, I'm more interested. So what it does is, is that it really kind of makes it, like when you hear about a cult, you always think, how could anyone ever get involved? But this one, they really kind of take you through the steps of how it was kind of a slippery slope for a lot of people and, and how they got involved in it. So it's called The Vow on HBO. That's one that we've uh, recommended in the past. Also, Lovecraft Country on HBO is another excellent show that is uh, right now airing. And, uh, but our pick for this week is uh, Cobra Kai from uh, Netflix. 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 I said Netflix. That's the segment. Netflix and chill. But Netflix is the actual service. Uh, I was just joining us today. Of course, the uh, big story, the NFL returned last night. The Chiefs looking like the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes looking like Patrick Mahomes. And in a world, in a year where everything kind of seems off. And even last night, you know, just the the 18,000 fans, when they did show the crowd, it seemed a little weird. But for one night anyway, it kind of felt like uh, life was closer to normal than it's been at any point since, what, March, right? The the, the, the NFL had returned, something that at some point this year, I'll be honest with you, I kind of questioned. I think a lot of people questioned whether or not they'd be able to pull it off, whether or not they're able to pull it off throughout the season, I, I guess still kind of remains a question. But the big headline is that uh, even in a weird year, the Chiefs are still really, really good, at least for one week, right? And uh, it really does seem like, barring injury, very, very hard to uh, see a way that they're not going to be a major factor again this year. I'm not saying they're going 16-0. and I'm not putting them in the Super Bowl already. The NFL is a, a weird and wacky thing, and this year might be weirder and wackier than any other. But you just think about 
the amount of teams that could hang with the Chiefs. There's not that many. The Ravens are one. Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Cowboys maybe, maybe another team or two. But barring injury, it doesn't really seem like there's going to be many teams that can match up against Kansas City, which um, tells you, I mean, just how powerful that they are going to be this year as long as they can keep especially the quarterback healthy. If Patrick Mahomes does not miss any extended period of time, very tough to uh, envision a world where the Chiefs are not major factors, if not uh, win again. There's a reason why everybody's already looking at them as maybe the, the next dynasty, even though they've only won once. And people love to jump to conclusions, and especially after week one, right? Week one in the NFL, everybody loves to jump to all these crazy conclusions, but it's not jumping to any crazy conclusions and say uh, Kansas City uh, is going to be really good again this year. Uh, we touched on the the Yankees. That was the second headline of the day. Yankees uh, did not lose a game for a second straight day. So the Yankees are, are clearly back. They get a doubleheader today because of the rain out yesterday. And uh, we'll see if uh, things can continue to be pointed in the right direction. Felt like that win with Davey Garcia on the mound a couple of days ago might be the uh, just the thing that uh, they needed. And we'll see if that does get them pointed now in the right direction because they got to pick up some wins. They don't have to pick up a whole bunch of wins to, to secure a playoff spot. The playoff spot should kind of take care of itself if they can simply – they don't have to play great to make the playoffs. They just simply need to play better than horrible. And unfortunately for the Yankees, they have been up until uh, a night ago, they have been playing horrible baseball in, in, in so many aspects and so many facets. So in terms of the uh, things we've been talking about today, the, uh, the Yankees is, is always one of them. And I brought up for people who, if you're one of them, if you point out about George Steinbrenner and, oh, if only if George were alive, I'm guessing that either you have a bad memory or you weren't actually a, a really a, a big fan when George was alive because George single-handedly kind of ran the team into the ground as well. And it seems like people want that person, that angry person. And I get it. When the team's playing poorly, you get angry. But I don't want the person who's running the organization to be flying off the handle and making knee-jerk reaction after knee-jerk reaction like George did for a good portion of his tenure. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to the phones this morning. We'll uh, start things off with uh, Spike is in Jersey. Spike, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning. Good to be with you always. And uh, comment on the football game. Uh, It was somewhat um, interesting to see football again. But my observance, again, I'm an upbeat guy. You know that. When they showed certain shots of the crowd, I didn't see social distancing really observed. And I understand the people are there. They miss it. We've waited so long for it. Uh, the game was what I expected. Chiefs were a little bit better, not that much better, but better. You have two playoff teams there for sure, um, yeah, in my opinion. And the officiating, you know, it took forever on one call. That was the first touchdown, I think. That first touchdown, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, what are they doing? Come on, let's go. i got to get some rest. And the... Uh, but I just noticed that the crowd, uh, even though it was in pockets, they didn't show you too much. I don't know if you observed that. Did you notice that? Yeah, I didn't think that they showed the crowd that often. When they did, um, you know, it does look a little weird. Although, i got to be honest, it looks weird now that there's anybody there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have an expectation that there's going to be a full packed house. So, you know, watching baseball every day or watching the NBA where there's nothing there or, you know, just the video screens of the cyber fans of the NBA – 
it, it, it kind of looked weird just to see anybody in the stands. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good to see, but again, you know, it's just we want to get back to normal so badly. Man, this last five and a half months seems like five and a half years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and I really, you know, I could use the time at my age. But anyway, it was good to have back, and it's good to have a doubleheader with the Yankees today. And I have one question. I, I stepped out for a second while I was on hold. Did you mention are they your Islanders or they no? Are? They're they're your Islanders. They're not my Islanders anymore. No, they are. I'm putting the onus on everybody else. Uh, I, I again, I only enjoy it when they win. But if they win tonight, are they your Islanders tomorrow? Mm, no, still no. Still tomorrow. no. They're down two one. Uh, then look, if they go out tonight and uh, and play, you know, really sharp and and win five one, maybe I might take some ownership because that that would be enjoyable to me. But uh, no, if they if they only win like two one, I still don't think that they. I think that they are kind of cooked with the way they lost game two. Okay, but at two games each, if they win the next two, you're back two on two. Board. Yeah, no, I'll be uh, back. I'll okay. be back. On, I'll be driving the bandwagon. I like your style. Good luck. Yeah. I'll give you an extra set of keys. Yes. No. Absolutely. If they are able to go out and um, and and even up the series, then I will get back on board. But until that moment uh, arrives, uh, I cannot take ownership of a team. You're much respected for your honesty, my friend. Have See? a safe day. Everything. Thank you, Spike, for the call. Hey, look, in this day and age, what do you ever hear? You hear people say, you know what? At least he's honest. So I'm being honest. Don't I get any credit for simply being honest? That's what I, that's what I want. I want credit even when it's not really due. So, uh, yeah, no, they're not my Islanders. They're not uh, the Islanders. They're your Islanders. And even the Reed said that. They're your Islander coverage. So are we having is the game on our air tonight, Brian? Can you clarify that? Because I know they love yeah. for me to promo. I know there's one game that's going to be on 1050, but I'm not sure if that's tonight's game. I believe that that would be game four. But get me the uh, clarification on that uh, before we get off the air at uh, the top of the hour. So um, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. So look, the, uh, the NFL being back is great. And uh, in terms of the fans in the stands, it's kind of uh, weird that there is going to be games, I think, what is it, five or six teams that are going to be allowed to have fans in the stands, and yet the league is allow, is, is allowing that, even though that is a, I mean, that's a pretty big advantage to have even 18,000 fans in the stands. I get it's not a full house, so it's not like some teams have no fans and some teams have a full house, but I would think that even 18, 20,000 fans, and if as the season goes along, I would think that more and more teams will be allowed to do that, but yet there will be some teams that don't have any. So that's a that's a major uh, sticking point for in terms of competitive balance. That I would think there would have been more um, it would, it would have been brought up more often, right? Like if you have a team that has is is able to have fans week in and week out, and then the Jets and Giants who don't seem like they're going to be having fans at all in the stands. Not that the Giants and Jets need any more obstacles towards getting some wins, but it does seem like that, you know, if if baseball had done that, I'm sure the criticism would have been off the charts. And uh, the Islanders game is on 98.7 tonight. Our coverage starts at 7.30. So, uh, yes, game three tonight, critical. You'd have to say must win, right? You go down three games to none, uh, especially with the way you lost games one and two. Like, it couldn't be any more different the ways you lost games one and two. So you really can't afford another loss because um, and just the way that you lost the game two, right? That was your style of play. That was your style of game. Uh, Lightning were a little shorthanded with the forwards being banged up there, and uh, the Islanders still were not able to get a win. 
So uh, tonight, Game 3, right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, and our coverage starts at uh, 7.30. But uh, I guess I should bring up again the uh, the point about um, the NFL. And I'll be interested to see what the ratings were for last night because our poll question, which is today about uh, social media, and people, one person brought up, oh, this, this poll question is not even going to get 400 votes. I bet you the Friday poll questions always do better. People like something sometimes a little out of the box. So we'll see it, and I'll prove it to you. But, you know, social media would have you believe a lot of time. well, there's nobody going to watch these games. I'm, bet, I'm, I'm interested to see what the ratings are for the, uh, the opening game. And I was thinking about doing something with the poll question today over that. I stayed away from it because I just don't know what the ratings will end up being. But, you know, it's funny. You you see all these things about people saying that this thing has become too political and that thing has become too political. And meanwhile, you look at that person's profile, if it's even a real person, and it's nothing but political. So um, we'll see what the ratings are for the NFL uh, when they eventually get released. But uh, I was happy, for one, to have the NFL back. I think most fans were happy to have the NFL back. And it was a game that did not involve the Jets or Giants. And I don't know the level of excitement going into I guess the Giants, they have some level of excitement. I think the, for Jet fans, there's excitement, but it's also trepidation. Because um, it's going to be interesting to see just how much improvement we see over a year ago and whether or not there's any improvement. Uh, so uh, a big weekend of NFL football. I will actually be on tomorrow from 3 to 6. So we'll have a lot of stuff then. We'll get some interviews then as well lined up. And uh, lots of stuff to do. So, uh, But uh, the NFL, game one in the books already, and at least for one game, things looked like they were kind of back to normal. So uh, we'll see if the Jets and Giants can ruin that this weekend. No, I'm just kidding. Please vote on the poll question. We'll be back tomorrow starting at 3 o'clock, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.